Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Looks like we're live, and I got things all centered up, and here we are. Um, We'll probably have people coming in and joining us as we're going. This is an important topic, and I would ask that you would share. You did a good job sharing yesterday's. We need to share this, too. Last night, um, my sister-in-law, my wife, and I, we went to see Dinesh D'Souza's film, Police State. Now, I want to talk to you about what I saw. Overwhelmingly, I'm positive. And um, Sharona Bishop was on there. And um, what a dynamic lady she is. I first spoke with Sharona shortly after the FBI had kicked her door in. She had a pretty prominent place, and she had a warning. She had a warning. She said, they could do this to me. Completely law-abiding lady, homeschools her kids, went to school board meetings and said, this is not good for our kids. She was completely professional, Uh, but yet she was turned in by the superintendent of her school district in uh, Garfield County, and um, the FBI came and kicked her door in. And we're going to talk about her situation a little bit. We're going to talk about what I saw in the movie. I'm not going to give you um, very many spoiler alerts because I think it's something you need to see, Um, particularly if you're under the age of 70, and I'll explain that comment a little bit later. But I also want to talk to you a little bit about Civil War. I, I did a brief piece today called The Psychology of Civil War II, and the title wasn't catchy enough, I guess, because a lot of people didn't go look at it, but it's critical, and we are close. I wouldn't have said this three months ago, six months ago, and I don't want a civil war, so FBI, save your battering rams for somebody else, but I recognize where we're at. And then, of course, I think we need to talk about the global Haldemar. This is no longer conspiracy theory stuff. And then we'll obviously get a little bit into World War III. This, I got to tell you, there's a lot of jam-packed stuff I'm going to throw at you. I want to say this, though, and I feel compelled to say this. There are two things you need to be doing right now. One, you need to prepare to survive beyond the calamities that are coming our way. And if we're all lucky enough to survive... And if you have put your faith in precious metals, you've pulled your money out of the loser banks, and you didn't get eaten up in a 1929 event, you're going to be okay when we emerge on the other side. In terms of um, getting through, you need food. Lots of storable food. 
the globalists, not just Biden, but the globalists are making their move on the food supply as well. Let me talk to you about the gold very quickly here. You could have weeks. I mean, it could come this quickly. It's going to come like a thief in the night. When they and the banks shut down and they go, you're bailed in and maybe you'll get pennies on the dollar or we're just going to take it from you, which they can do under the Dodd-Frank Law 2010. I'm telling you right now, pulling all your money out is a mistake. You have to have operating capital. I get that. But you need to extricate much of your money. And I'm going to give you a couple of options here. One, you need to get gold and silver and get the coins. Right now, I wouldn't get the bullions. At least I'm not. Um, If you're storing for long term. But you may have to spend this stuff in a crisis situation. And the coins are portable. They'll work. Um, We just did a deal for silver coins. So that's one. So you can go to DaveHodgesGold.com, and I'll send you a free information packet. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Also, too, I just feel compelled to say this. Um, They're going after the food supply, and I'm going to hit that as we go through this. And they're trying to make it dependent on them. But if you think they're going to make sure everyone's fed properly, all i got to say is look at how the J6 prisoners are being treated. We got people in there that get crappy, cold, old, stale, hard, crusty food that is days old. They uh, keep cancer medication from inmates. Remember a 64-year-old lady. Owen Schroyer went to prison today for saying, USA, USA, death to tyranny. Can you believe that? And he and Alex Jones were telling people, don't go in the Capitol. It's a setup. They didn't break any laws. But Owen's going to jail. He's in prison today. I I just, I'm beside myself. Um, They're making their move on us right now because they know we're waking up. So you need to get the food. I can help you with the food. There's great specials involved, restaurant quality, lots of diversity in food. I've eaten it. It it is very, very good. You can live on it, and there's lots of diversity in the food. So go to preparewithdave.com. Those two things I really feel compelled to tell you that you need to start prepping big time like there's no tomorrow because there's going to come a time where it's going to come down. Your prepping days are over. So do not, do not fall behind the eight ball. Now, if you're strapped for money, okay, then the next best thing is to go into supermarkets and look for sales. The only problem with doing that, though, is when you buy in bulk in a supermarket, uh, you're going to get sick of eating it. After about 30 days, the research actually says you'll habituate to the food and you'll stop eating. So I just feel compelled to say this, and I probably am going to say it quite a few times over the next week or so because I think we have real threats to our lives and food supply. All right, let's talk about the police state week. Dinesh D'Souza is a master filmmaker. Simple, straightforward, no nonsense. Hit you between the eyes, make the point, move on. He was terrific. I did tell Sharona Bishop when I talked to her today, we exchanged some messages today, and I said, yeah, I, I told her, I said, I thought she was particularly good, and I thought that uh, didn't put her in, in a good light. She's a courageous person. And I said, the only thing I wished Dinesh would have done And I want to take the minute to say this, and this is not a criticism, because you can't do everything in a two-hour video. I understand that. So, but would have been nice, and I'm going to point out, um, 
Not only did this lady get harassed for going to a school board meeting and saying, we're going to have to replace you guys on the school board if you're not going to just start teaching our kids what you should be teaching them. Uh, you get your door kicked in. You get your teenage daughter manhandled on the steps. By the way, my interview with uh, Sharona uh, aired today on all our networks and our podcasts. Uh, it should be up on our website. It should be also available at all the places you listen to that work. Um, but uh, it was horrific. But I w- what I wish she could have done in the video was say, okay, this happened to me. I'm standing up here. I'm in this nationally released movie now with a famous guy behind it, Dinesh D'Souza. But I wish she could have said something along the lines that look at what happened to me and look at what I've done. She now is with American Moms and she has a show and she's an influencer now. She's influencing people. She took lemon and she turned it into lemonade. And she is dynamic. Oh, she's a rising star in our movement. She really is. But I wish that we could have shown that you don't have to take it. And I kind of come from the same cloth. I'm a little bit of a fighter. And it's kind of how I was raised. And and uh, so I have a little chip on my shoulder, particularly when I was younger. And I haven't outgrown it entirely. And I probably never will. And it's kind of my cross to bear. But, um, you know, McCain and his mafia came after my property and that of my neighbors. Slow burn to get us off, you know, for their little international corridor highway system from the Central American Free Trade Agreement. Eight-year battle. Uh, that's how I ended up behind the microphone. So, um, you know, I was, I'm really sensitive to what Sharona did. But anyway, Dan Bongino was uh, like a co-narrator, and he was outstanding. He was excellent. Oh, my gosh, he was good. Um, you know what you like about Dan Bongino? Everything. But what you like about him is the fact that he doesn't pull any punches. He just, he's a lot like Dinesh in that way. And he's just very emphatic and just says, this is how it is. Um, isn't it a shame we take men of his uh, stature and quality and turn them against the ruling government? To make, what an asset he was in the Secret Service, New York Police Department. So the message of the movie was they showed the victimization of a police state. And they did a really good job defining what a police state is. And one of the things I want to take one element out of this, because I don't want to ruin the movie. You need to see it. It's live stream available now. Last night, I understand, that was the last night in the movie theaters. And um, uh, what they did a really good job of is they showed that a police state only allows one party. Oh, in these countries like Iran and so forth, Nicaragua, Panama, by the way, there's could be a revolution in Panama. Um, they let a party exist, but it's a weak party and they're submissive. And this is what they're moving towards here. You MAGA Republicans, we were declared to be domestic terrorists on September 1st, 2022 by President Dementia. He declared half the country to be domestic terrorists. That's not hyperbole. That's a fact. And um, we are moving into a complete police state lockdown. Joe Biden walks away with presidential records 
puts him next to his Corvette when he's vice president. Oh, no. When he was a senator. Either way, he had no executive privilege. There's no law governing what files a president takes. There's no law saying when you have to return them. Why is Joe Biden not in jail? He had no right to take those files. Trump did. You see, this is police state. Do you have the legal right to say, I think they cheated in that election? I think that public official is corrupt. And if you're speaking in good faith, they can't sue you because for libel and slander or the public figure, they have to prove that you knew you were lying at the time you said it. That's an impossible burden. So, Donald Trump, for committing the crime of saying, I don't like how this election was conducted. He didn't order anybody to do anything. They're trying to use Sidney Powell against him. That's a bunch of crap. Sidney Powell, she even acknowledged, I never worked for him. And she said, I'm working on behalf of the American people. And Donald Trump said very early on, she doesn't represent me. And that's true. But yet they're going to try to act like she did when she didn't. That's police state stuff. That's banana republic. And they're trying to move to a uniparty. And I think a lot of the Republicans see the writing on the wall and say, well, I'll sit back and get rich inside your trading. The longer these wars go on, the more money I make. Okay, I know the public would go to prison for doing what we're doing, but that's okay. We're Congress. And they recognize what's coming, and they're going along to get along. And um, I interviewed uh, John Thaler this morning. comes out tomorrow. John's a RICO investigator, 30 years. White-collar crimes, organized crime. And he's investigated figures in Arizona. (laughs) You're going to love this. He's investigated figures in Arizona. Organized crime influences. And what he said was really a lot of it's go along to get along. And it becomes a matter of function. The criminality is a matter of function. You do something for me, we'll get you that 2% interest on the house. We'll move new office furniture into your law office. Or we'll give you sweetheart deals on real estate. Since like in the Arizona legislature, because they only make 24000 a year, the average legislator uh, is a realtor. And it's just crime is just part of what they do now. And um, yeah, he's produced this wonderful book called Report to the Governor. <laughs> and he implicates the governor. We are in a total police state, ladies and gentlemen. It has elements of organized crime, corrupt politicians, um, law enforcement officials that have sold out and break the law. Um, It's absolutely amazing what goes on. Absolutely amazing. You are living in a police state, but we haven't seen the full effect of the police state. Um, What do police states do? They keep you from moving, right? can't move around. You have no freedom of movement. What do you think a 15-minute city is? Chances are your city's already signed on to it. So the police state is uh, is unveiling. And like I said, Dinesh's movie, and I suggested to Sharona when she talks to him, he needs to do a part two and part three, and I gave her some ideas, uh, follow-up, not that anyone's going to listen 
Okay, but uh, we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time um i'd like to see him do multiple parts but i can't cover every element of a police state we're seeing but i'm telling you all the essential elements are there authoritarianism the rule of law is gone it's selectively applied we jail our political opponents owen schroyer attempted donald trump this never happened to a president before never You know, Obama still has presidential records. No one's going after him. They haven't raided his home. They might find a birth certificate. Oh, just kidding. Anyway, when we take a look at this, you have to decide how you're going to live within the police state. And you really have some decisions to make. Are you going to be bold and oppose? Owen Schroyer, being a human being, and he has showed no fear. I'm going to give that he's a man's man. But I have to say, I'm sure when he lays his head down tonight on the pillow and he tries to sleep in that hostile environment, he's going to wonder if what he did was worth it. Knowing, yeah, I, I had some conversations with him um, at a conference we were at together. Steve Quayle put on a conference at uh, Branson. And uh, 
he and I shared a lunch together with a couple other people, and he is a pretty tough-minded guy. You know, I don't see him backing down from a street fight. And he's probably sitting there tonight thinking about what he's going to do when he gets out. I think he's in for a month. Am I not? Anyway, it's not a long sentence, but one day would be too long for me. That's a police state. Jailing journalists for chanting USA and death to tyranny. I guess the judge's name must be tyranny. Maybe that's why he's there. Judge tyranny, death to you. I mean, this is craziness. This is Venezuela stuff. Um, so we have no free speech. What are you going to do when the hammer comes down totally? Are you going to conform? Will you silently obey but privately hate and wait for an opportunity to turn the tables? You really need to decide what your position going to be. And some of it has to do with your physical conditioning, your status in life. Do you have young kids? You, you, have, to, you have to weigh all those things. People ask me, well, where do I think this could end up? I think it depends how hard the other side wants to push us. But if they go through and they start doing the Harari, Klaus Schwab crap, um, I think we will move into a state of civil war. It probably will be expressed as civil insurrection and guerrilla warfare. And I've studied this. Actually, one of the best classes I ever took as an undergrad is I took a class on war. It was a cross-offering between history and sociology, and I had a major in both. As an undergrad, it was one of the best courses I ever took. I was taught by a retired general that had retired from the Air Force Academy. This guy was tremendous. And I got a real education on warfare and strategy and civil war. And basically, there are four types of war. There's nuclear, there's conventional, there's guerrilla warfare, and there's terrorism. If you're a terrorist, that means you really don't have the capability of occupying territory. You have to do total sneak attacks. Can't ever meet anyone in the open because you don't have the resources. So you do things like blow up cars and do what terrorists do. Guerrilla warfare, you look at that, okay, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's the Viet Cong. Farmers by day, and we'll get together and I'll kill you by night. We bury our weapons, we dig them out at night, and we come out and we kill as many uh, South Vietnamese Army and American forces as possible. And they had a whole culture based on this. Uh, the Japanese moved in in 1940. And then after, it was after French colonization. Then after the Japanese were defeated, the French tried to reclaim the colony. And they said, oh, no, 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 you're not coming back here. And they had uh, civil war, revolution, actually revolutionary war against France, defeated them at Dien Bien Phu in 1956. And then we started giving the South Vietnamese aid and the communists trying to get control of the whole country. And we eventually sent, you know, eventually we ended up going War. From 1940 to 1976, they resisted all occupation. Guerrilla warfare. Now, they had some conventional forces. They'd bring in the NBA from the north. But that wasn't real common. It was a guerrilla warfare. Now, thing I would say to you, I don't see us going conventional unless the military flips. 
And I have had conversations with people, and I'm not going to be too specific, obviously, but let's say base-attached leadership, Pentagon affiliation, retired high-ranking military types, and a couple intel guys to boot. One of them you actually know. I just can't tell you who he was with. So those conversations tell me this military is not going to follow Joe Biden in a war against China. They will make individual battlefield decisions apart from what they're told. I'm confident of that. There is a feeling that Joe Biden could sacrifice the military like he sacrificed in the economy. That is a commonly held belief in leadership below the Pentagon level. They upper echelon like the Joint Chiefs. Conventional would surprise me. I don't think we're going to get it. But if you had the White Hat Rebellion and the military was to do a coup d'etat, that would be category number two. Category number one, nuclear warfare. Won't be a factor with us. In our country, if we are involved with struggle, American against American, Actually, it'll be American against American plus UN. Um, but my my bet is if we go that route, we will be involved in guerrilla warfare. But things will have to be really bad for it to get to that level because we are a soft country. I'm not saying you individually are soft, but let's just take our military. Colonel McGregor said the other day that 70% of our military is overweight in the Army, combat forces. Do you know what it takes to fight a day in combat? You're going to be running. You're going to be jogging and you're going to be walking and you might cover 10, 12 miles in a day. Try not to get killed. Dodging and ducking and rolling and all the, it's just, it's crazy. And these 70% of these guys are overweight. Well, half our country is obese. Guerrilla warfare means civilians. Things are going to have to get really, really, really bad before America ever turns to this. But I think it might. What do you think would be the one thing that could push America into rebellion, even though physically we're not capable as a, as a population? And mentally, right now at this moment, we're too soft. Anybody have any idea? Think of Maslow's hierarchy, Right. At the very top is self-actualization, then your esteem needs, and then working your way down. Okay, it's love and belongingness. Then your safety needs, and then at the bottom is what? Food, water, shelter. What are they going to take away from you? See, this is where these people aren't real bright, or they think they have the enforcement mechanisms to put down any rebellion. When you come after... Any living being, food, water, shelter, that being, whether it be a dog, whether it be a wild animal, whether it be a human being, they will fight you. They will fight you in the best way they know how. And what are they trying to take away from us? Our food? What do you think the uh, taking away the gasoline is? Diesel's about ready to run out. Your store shelves could be empty. Hence, you thought Dave's just doing a cheap commercial. I'm telling you, if you don't get the storable food, I'm afraid you might 
live or not live to regret it. But food, water, shelter. They want you out of your home. They want you in their stack and pack, smart city, 15-minute city. We'll control what you you'll eat, bugs. Do you see people acquiescing to this? I don't. I don't. Will people give in to their hunger or will they fight? See, that's the question that has to be asked. And I'm not advocating for anything here. So censors can sit down. I'm just saying what you know about human nature. Will you eat a grasshopper or will you fight for the right to eat the food you choose to eat? I really believe even the soft among us will fight for their food. Some people fight not to leave their home. Not as many. But when it comes to food and water, all bets are off. And yet, what are they going after? Everything that they want to do that Biden signed us on to is about taking control of your body. That makes you the ultimate slave. Here we I think we're repealing the 13th Amendment. And um, so if I were to do a corollary to Dinesh's really good movie, I'd be talking about a police state in this regard. They're coming after your body. They're coming after the lowest level on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's where you get the fight. This is where people who lose, if they have nothing to lose, then they go crazy. And this is what history shows. And do you know who the people are that lead those kinds of revolutions? It's not the people that sat in that movie with me last night. I, I will say there is a um, very moving scene at the end, and I won't spoil it. But people were standing and crying in that movie. Fortunately and unfortunately, these people were in walkers. They had curved spines. They walked with a shuffle. I heard some of the conversations. Pretty knowledgeable people because they've lived through the best of America and they see what horse shit we've been handed. And they've had enough. I wish we could take them and put them in young bodies. And here's the real weakness we have in our society. If they move to take our food, they move to take our homes. Maybe we'll resist. But the young people are being raised to be Marxist socialists. But I read something today, and I did a broadcast on this. It was a poll. And surprisingly, one-third of young Republicans, people identify as Republicans, the Gen Z crowd, they think it might take violence to get our country back. I don't advocate for violence. I'm a Christian. I'm not backed into the corner now where i got to fight for my life. And, oh, I will, if that time ever comes. I will fight to defend myself and my family. I'm not there yet. But I was surprised to see the number that high. 13% of young Gen Z that identified as um, Democrat, 22% of independents. That's a really high number. Folks, how many people out of a population do you think it takes to have a revolution? 
We fought the American Revolution with 3% actively participating. Do you see how high these numbers are? And here's the thing I'm going to tell you. Even though these kids are being raised to be Marxist socialists by Marxist socialist teachers and professors, which are about 80% of them, how do I know? Because I taught with them from ninth grade to postgraduate. About 80% of them are hopelessly liberal and very anti-American. But that's not going to matter. If you don't have food in your belly and they say, eat that mosquito. No, you can't have a steak. You can't even have a Wendy's hamburger. Even the Marxist socialists will respond to their basic needs. That's what that poll told me. And it told me this is not an endpoint poll. If you took the same survey on the continuing path we're on, those numbers are only going to rise. Now, there's one thing between the bravado of saying it and then doing it. And I get this all the time on my comment section. I tell people, don't do this, please. Don't, don't come in here and say, I'm sitting in my driveway with a shotgun. By God, I'll show them. No, 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 no. I hope no one's that stupid because it's not going to end well for you if you do that. In this violent world we're in right now, do you think the police are going to give warnings? They will if they can, but if they sense any danger, they want to go home to their family. Don't don't do stupid things. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. But there'll come a time when people could be desperate as a group, and they will rise up. And this is what I fear. Because I can sit here and say, I don't want violence. Okay, let's try to change the system within the system. Let's use our supernatural powers bestowed upon us by the Almighty. Collective prayer. I mean, these are things I'd much rather engage in. But also, too, I know human nature. And I'm going to tell you that even the softest of us will reach a point where you'll snap. If 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 they push this hard enough, people will snap. And there's one thing the Holocaust did for America. Is most of us have been taught correctly. Oh, I know there's a few... Losers who are teaching Holocaust didn't happen. It's all made up by the Jews, those anti-Semitic people. But the one thing it's done for most of us is this. You know never to get on that bus, and you're never to go to a camp. The Jews didn't know. There was no precedent for them at that time. We know. We know what it's like in North Korea. We know what it's like in China. We knew what it was like in Nazi Germany. We know about Idi Amin. And I hate to tell you, we have elements of all those societies right now. Well, we're not full-blown, 
But we have emerging elements and we have people of that ilk who will not hesitate. When you're six foot five and you're in the FBI and you go into a home of non-combatants who've done nothing wrong and you grab a teenage girl by her shoulders and fling her down the stairs, that's what happened to Sharona Bishop's daughter. She described it in more detail with me than she had a chance to in the movie. When you do that, there's something wrong with your psychological apparatus. I wish I knew that FBI agent because I would put his name everywhere. There's something wrong with a person that does that to a teenage girl who's just afraid, just scared, and you physically abused her, you coward. So don't tell me we don't have those elements right here. And the good people in the FBI and DHS are quitting. My broadcast partner, Doug Thornton, Doug and Dave Intel report, you say, Dave, you haven't done a show with him for a few days. He's in Peru on a mission to find out what kind of creatures are visiting this village. And he went down there with Tim Alberino. I can't wait till they get back. I heard from him today. Um, he looks like he's staying in a prison cell. <laughs> he sent me a, a photo. It's kind of interesting. But, um, but he'll be back on with me. But Doug quit DHS. He couldn't take the crap anymore. Stuart Rhodes, who I know, prison, didn't do anything wrong, didn't bring guns. Oh, you had guns in Virginia. Yeah, but they're accusing of crime in D.C. Anyway, didn't make any threats. And listen, I've had dinner with Stuart Rhodes. His way is not my way. I don't dislike the guy. He's not my best friend. But the thing is, he doesn't belong in prison. So Stuart Rhodes somehow got a hold of Doug's number and calls him. And Doug says, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And the way they treated Doug after that, he said, I've had enough. He was already disgusted with the uh, new regime's approach to DHS. He was okay with Trump. He was not okay with Biden and Mayorkas. And it didn't take a big push to put him out the door. And he left a comfortable, well-paying federal job. And those jobs just aren't available today. So you can imagine he's scrambling. He's working his butt off to keep his head above water. But he would not compromise it just because Stuart Rhodes somehow got his number. I didn't give it to him. We don't know who gave it to him. And he calls up Doug, and Doug had a brief conversation with him. We just told him, at the end of the day, I can't help you. And somehow you're disloyal. You talk to the enemy. No, you talk to a man who hadn't even been accused of a crime yet. That's the police state we live in now. The good ones are leaving. And the sad part is it's the good ones we need to keep there. And by the way, they showed that in the uh, the police state movie about how the good ones are leaving. And there are, there are a lot of good men and women who will not put up with this for two seconds and are leaving. I went to college with two people who are in the FBI, one just retired, one is about to retire. And they just said, I'm, I'm going to make it to the finish line, but we're in a police state. You have to decide how you're going to survive. My feeling is this. Most of you will be non-combatants, even if all hell breaks out. You need to have enough food, water, and build to defend your immediate vicinity. You need to have allies to do that, too. 
You need to get trained. You need to prep. And you need to adopt the gray man philosophy. I can't do that. Why? Because I get this camera looking at me right now. Okay? You know, I went to the restroom after the movie last night. I walk out, three people recognize me. (laughs) I'm not getting away with anything when the poop hits the fan. I already know that. My fate's already sealed. Why? I haven't done anything wrong. I've broken no laws. I haven't had a ticket since 1979. That's a true story. So I don't break laws. I don't abuse people. I don't make threats. I'm nonviolent. I'm no threat to the government, except I'm telling this administration, you're full of shit. You're dangerous. You're communist. You're deadly to your people. You're costing lives with your behavior. And for that, they come and get you. They're put, they put Owen Schroyer in prison for a lot less than what I've done. They put Owen Schroyer in prison for a lot less than what you people are saying right here on this comment board. And don't think for a second they don't have something reading every word of this, probably AI. And it's not even in YouTube's hands. It's any form of communication. Every keystroke, every word you say around your phone, it's recorded. So... Yeah, some people are talking about CNC here. Uh, I, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking at a few of your comments here. All right, I'd like to move on to, you're going to have to decide. I recommend for most of you, um, wear baggy clothes, because if we get into a food deficit situation, you don't want to look well-fed. Baggy clothes, old shoes, even if you maintain a generator, turn it off. As much, you only turn on emergency and realize that when people see lights, they're going to think you have other things they need. So you got to be careful. Um, you, you basically have to have 24 hour surveillance. So you have to have watch groups. Uh, you're better off having multiple families and from your family living in your home in one home than spread out because it's easier to take you on. And I'm talking about your biggest threat will come from other civilians who have a lack of resources. That's the biggest threat you're going to have. And by the way, one of the crimes that's emerging right now, I don't know if you heard about this, but I think it was in Boston. A guy, uh, four people came to the door pretending to be police officers. He chased them off with a gun. He saw right through it. That's going to be an increasing crime. People pretending to be law enforcement. Um, and I had that. We had that happen one time. One night, uh, these police thought they were chasing someone. This is when we lived in the city, into our backyard and stuff. And police, open up! I didn't open up. Get out my cell phone. I called nine one one. I said, "I need to know if these are actual police at my door." They weren't real happy with me, and they said, "Yes, those are the police." I happily let them in. They paraded through my house and went out the backyard and started chasing. Um, Reality? Reality? Take care of your safety first. Um, Okay, I want to move on to um, if we do go into civil conflict. This could be generational like the Viet Cong. And I've actually written about that. I wrote an article some time ago, probably about 10 years ago. It was called 
can our F-16s, no, can our M-16s defeat their F-16s? And I talked about the nature of guerrilla warfare. And it becomes a way of life or death. And um, like I said, it's farmers by day, so to speak, and guerrilla soldiers by night. And you're talking the Vietnamese did it for 35 years. And their resistance could be that long. America, you say right now, America couldn't do that. Not now they couldn't. But sometimes people have a way of meeting the circumstances necessary to survive. And I'm not advocating people do this. I'm just telling you this is the likely course we would go. Unless, of course, the military decides to get their backup. Should I talk about that for a minute? Because I've also written about that. Uh, This was actually practiced in Jade Helm 16 by your Obama government. Here's what happened. In Camp Grayling, and I had the video, American forces, see the patch, fighting against Black Triangle forces, unknown origin. Later I found out they were Eastern European. It was all part of a drill. And the American forces were surrendering to the UN Eastern European forces. They did similar things in Texas. In fact, they actually went out and hired crisis actors for Jade Helm 16, and they advertised for ex-American military guerrilla chieftains and paid them $18 an hour. So they're expecting the military to rise up. There is an element in the Obama administration that felt that enough military people would quit, they'd have a problem with them. They could. But if that happens, you need to know about something called the Kigali Principles. And the Kigali Principles are based on this. It's an illegal treaty, and I mentioned to you last week, that Obama and John Kerry signed with the United Nations. Totally illegal, because it's a treaty with a foreign entity. You can't do that without the approval of two-thirds of the Senate. But again, when you're living in a police state, they just don't follow the rules. So the Kigali Principle says this. If The president, or whoever the authority is at that time in the United States, declares there to be an emergency. They can call on the other 28 nations from the U.N. that will bring military forces in. Now, the U.N. soldiers are a pile of trash. But if they draw upon some of the more formidable members, it could be a substantial force. And the Chinese might be invited in since they're going to be, you're the world policeman now, China. Um, that could happen. But we would expect things would get real ugly and we'd have a third world war right here on our soil. And I think tactical nukes would probably be used. So that's something to consider. A lot of people think the military is going to rise up and they're going to save us, yay, yay, and we'll make America strong again. There will be forces that will actively oppose that from happening. They will do whatever they can do to stop it. And this is You know, when people say, well, I've got sources and this and that and the other, okay. Um, You know, when you come on my YouTube channel, you know I like to take you to sites and I'll show you things. And I can't show you what I know here. I've I've had sources through the years from, I've had two DEA sources. I got two current uh, Border Patrol sources. You all know Doug Thornton, former DHS supervisor, right? My broadcast partner. Um, I've got ex-CIA, a couple of them. And all the people in CIA are not bad. Most of them are not. But there's an element of the CIA that's very bad, and they go to the highest bidder. Um, by the way, I had an interesting video I think you should watch if you haven't, 
why was Tucker Carlson really fired? CIA is part of it. And so you might want to go watch that later. So anyway, we have people that are good people. We have agencies that have been weaponized against you. Why do you think they're weaponizing the FBI against school board protesters? They're training their people. You will put down any kind of political dissent. That's what this is about. Now, for Merrick Garland, it was personal. When you talk about CRT in the 1619 Project and doing away with it in school, well, since his son-in-law and daughter were owners of Panorama Education and they were making millions of dollars each year off of this, Merrick Garland had a personal conflict of interest to get involved in this. This is why he chose the school board parents. But they're going after anybody. I mean, do you remember the lady, right? What are you doing? And she was walking by an abortion clinic. And she was dumb enough to answer. She shouldn't have answered. I'm praying. They took her to jail for praying in front of an abortion clinic. She wasn't talking to anybody. She wasn't getting in anyone's way. They just took her off to jail. Um, And that leads me to another point. When they come with the battering ram, and they knock down your door, and they come in the house, and this and that and the other, because they're not going to enter like, may we have a word with you? (laughs) that's not this FBI. That's the old FBI. The old FBI would actually come and talk. Actually, I had a neighbor who was kind of a crazy guy once I lived in an apartment complex a long time ago, and I was in my 20s, and the FBI came and talked. What do you know about this guy? And uh, they told me a couple reasons why they're concerned. I was more than happy to help them. I'd tell them, I don't know anything, but I think he's really weird, and I'd keep my door locked when he's around at night, but I said, other than that, I don't know anything. But the thing is, is they were polite. They didn't threaten me. They don't do that today. I don't hear them having nice conversations. Let me teach you the Martha Stewart lesson here. When they come to your door or come through your door, okay, completely comply. Put your hands up, turn your back to them, get on your hands and knees. They're going to handcuff you. They're going to shove you into the wall. They're going to abuse you physically. This, I mean, there's a real good chance all that will happen. Don't, don't call them names, you know, and your mother is this and that. Don't do that. Just keep your mouth shut. And then they're going to start asking you questions. Well, if you got nothing to hide, you'll answer it. And people want to get out of trouble, so they answer it wrong. Do you know why Martha Stewart went to prison? Everyone says, oh, she did insider trading. They couldn't prove that. But the FBI, because she talked, said, she lied to us. She goes, I never said any such thing. But it's their word versus her. She goes to prison. Your answer is Fifth Amendment. I refuse to answer your questions until I have an attorney present, and I'll only answer through him. They'll badger you and badger you. You have nothing to hide. We're going to make this really hard on you. We're going to make it hard on your family. We'll keep it up all night. Your kids will be embarrassed. They won't be able to go to school. No, you don't give in. You sit there and you just say, Fifth Amendment, I refuse to answer your questions until I have an attorney. I needed, well, we're going to take you down to the jail and hold you there all night. Well, they're going to do it anyway. Don't give them anything because they will lie. And here's what they like to say, too. If you don't invoke the Fifth Amendment, then they'll accuse you of obstruction. You say, I don't have to talk to you. You're a bunch of jackasses. You broke my door. Look at that. They're going to call that obstruction. And now they get a charge on you, even though you might not have been guilty of anything. Oh, I've been through this with federal officials I talk to. We've had these discussions, Dave, when they come to your home. And I fully expect them one day to come to my home. Why? Because I don't put up with Biden's crap. I'm not buying into the 15-minute cities. I'm not doing the sustainable developmental goals that tell me i got to eat grasshoppers. 
I'm not doing it. And I've said it very publicly. Okay. That, that makes me an enemy of the state. Some of you are enemies of the state, probably on a little lower level than me, unless you got to show and do those kinds of things, but do not talk to them at all. Not answering any questions. Fifth amendment. Can't stress that enough. And do not resist. What would you like me to say? Sure. I understand your question. When a lawyer is here, we'll decide whether we're going to answer Fifth Amendment. I can't stress this enough, folks. Seriously. More people are sitting in jail today with the FBI encounters because what I'm telling you than the actual thing that they were being accused of. A lot of times the FBI goes on these raids because they don't like what you stand for. And they say, show me the person and I'll find you the crime. Don't give them an opportunity. All right. Now, we've talked about what could happen really ugly on our soil. Let's talk about World War III, assuming that we don't go into the Civil War, and I pray that we don't. Uh, right now, we're at a real crossroads. I support Israel because it's biblical. I do not support Netanyahu. I support eradicating Hamas in every one of them. They deserve it. I do not support hurting civilians from Gaza. I do not support turning off their power. I do not support keeping food from them or water from them. They're human beings. With Gaza and the Hamas people, I don't support Hamas at all. They deserve the punishment that they're going to get. But Netanyahu strikes me as trying to eradicate the whole region. This is going to bring Iran into this very quickly. And when Iran comes into it, Russia's coming in. And then we got a world war. Netanyahu needs to be reined in. Listen, even the king of Jordan came out and said, Hamas, they're no good. Even he said that. Keep the public opinion on your side and just go after the terrorists. But we're giving Netanyahu a blank check. The other thing we're doing, too, in Ukraine is we should be finding a peaceful solution. And listen, I don't like Putin, but I think he'd be open to peace talks. He has been before. Biden's been the one that stopped him. That war is over. You know what the Russians are showing people on TV now? They're catching 14 and 15-year-old boys. That's what they, This is what the Germans did in their final days. They didn't have any men left. This is what Zelensky's doing. And we're sending $60 billion to support that. That's crazy. We should be sending $60 billion for food, water, hospitals, rebuild what we can, why we can, and say to Putin, let's fix this problem now. This got out of hand, but let's see what we can do to fix it so no more people have to die. But that's not Biden's way. And I'm telling you this because we need to be screaming at the top of our lungs, where are the peace talks? Even in Vietnam. For five years, we had peace talks with the North Vietnamese in Paris. We even had peace talks. And Biden can't do this. Does the whole country have to die? That's how bad he wants war with Russia. We are this close to World War III. I was actually looking at um, 
the buildup to the Cuban Missile Crisis, and we had a plane shot down over Cuba, U-2 spy plane, and boy, that exacerbated the crisis. I mean, the Joint Chiefs wanted to attack right then. We're going to show them. Um, thank goodness President Kennedy was in charge. He was the adult in the room along with his brother Bobby. But they kind of showed you what happens when you oppose the uh, military-industrial complex. Um, I'm telling you, go listen to my video about why Tucker Carlson was removed from Fox. Um, the, The bottom line here, ladies and gentlemen, is this. You and I can't stop whether war is coming, but we can make it clear to Biden we are not submitting to a draft. This needs to be said everywhere. Put it in writing to your Congress people. I'm serious. Go on the record. Send it to your two senators. I don't care who you think you're going to draft. You can open your window and get a draft, but you're not getting my adult kids. You're not getting my nephew and niece. You're not getting me. You need to tell them, we're not doing this. We're not fighting your military industrial complex motivated war so you can make unlimited money. And you people in Congress should be ashamed of yourselves for making money on the war with your insider trading that so many of you are doing. But we're not going to facilitate this. you got a real problem now. you got a problem with compliance. And when you're, when you're employing a police state, there's a lot of ways to subjugate the people. And I'll tell you what dictators do if they're smart. They avoid the head-on confrontation and they go after areas of power that they can control and then work their way up the food chain. And if we make a clear no draft, we might be able to stop this. And this is how you stop World War III. So anyway, these are things I wanted to cover with you tonight. Um, These things are all in the news. I really recommend if you have a chance to go and uh, I think I forget what the purchase price is. It's not very much for Dinesh D'Souza's police state video. It's really good. Um, He is a master filmmaker. And his genius is in his uh, strength of message and simplicity. Um, I, I stand in, in awe of his abilities. And Dan Bongino, like I said, was really, really right on point. They asked a question, by the way. I th- I'll, I'll pose this before we go. When do you think the police state started in earnest in America? Does anybody have a guess on that? I'm looking here to see if anyone's going to chime in with a guess. And this is opinion. I don't think there's really a right or wrong answer. Um, but Dinesh D'Souza asked Dan Bonchino this question. And before Dan could answer, I turned to my wife and gave my answer, and it was identical to his. Um, Tracy said, after 9-11, September 2001, that was the impetus for what led up to this. So you guys are right in the neighborhood. You really are. We're kind of saying the same thing. Uh, what Dan said was um, it was the Patriot Act. And that's what I turned and said to my wife. It's the Patriot Act. And it was the Patriot Act. And that basically gave us police state legislation. So um, Jennifer says 1963. I think you're referring to JFK. Yeah, certainly we had a burgeoning police state. Here's if you really want to look at the origin. 1947, the CIA was created, broken away from the Air Force and the no such agency, NSA. They've denied it existed for years. They were created the same year. 
And that's because oh, we've got to do things that no one can know about. Congress can't know. The people can't know. The no such agency, the CIA, the secret space program, the blah, 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 blah. When my dad worked with captured German scientists, he deduced there was a secret space program because this stuff's going somewhere. Sure as hell ain't going to NASA. Um, but that was the beginning of it. But in terms of implementation, it was the Patriot Act. And do you remember this happened to after 9-11, there was a wave of anti-Muslim backlash from the government. Right. We have to watch those people because they attacked uh, the World Trade Center. OK. All right. So we know there was a good deal of prejudice. But how quickly did that change under George W. Bush? where they turned their attention away from people of Muslim descent, many of them just good Americans living here, doing nothing wrong, and they turned it to anyone who is non-Muslim. And your crimes, remember 2008, the MIAC report? Do you remember that? If you're a Christian, if you're for the Second Amendment, you're for the First Amendment, uh, you think that civil liberties are important, you are a domestic terrorist. And they had to put the fusion threat centers on following those kinds of people. Do you remember that? And then later on, it was the FBI uh, under Obama with um, Lois Lerner, the uh, IRS director. And it wasn't FBI, it was IRS. And the IRS would go to homes to harass people on their taxes if they were Tea Party members. Do you remember that? That's police state stuff. But really, the emphasis, I think, was the Patriot Act. And a lot of you are right in the neighborhood on that. Um Anyway, <clears throat> that's pretty much all I had. I wanted to just kind of tie together some loose ends here. You've got some decisions to make. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, and these are some dinnertime discussions that I have with my wife. And, you know, what do we want to do if we come into any money? How are we going to disperse it? Do we have enough food? Do we have water filtration? Because, see, that's another thing you need. Because uh, if the water goes bad because of whatever is going on, You'll always be able to scavenge water, but will you be able to drink it? Well, that's why you need good water filters. Um, so that's another thing that you really need to look at having. But you, you really need to start having these discussions, and it's like have them yesterday and make a decision by tomorrow because we don't have a lot of time. You've got Russians and Chinese ships in the Mediterranean next to American ships. How long before an, a, a captain of one of these ships gets nervous and shoots a missile off? then all hell breaks loose. That's a problem, isn't it? And how about until we have another 9-11 here? We're more vulnerable to it today for obvious reasons than we were back in 9-11. So that's why I'm saying you have a shelf life for preparation. And I hope that you take advantage of the time you have left. Anyway, thank you for joining me tonight. I'm sorry that this had to be grim. Yesterday was upbeat because we got a great speaker of the house. We'll see if he can stand up to the pressures they're going to bring against him, his family, his kids. Oh, you know how dirty the left can be. I mean, very serious. This man's going to feel every pressure in the book. By the way, they came out with a resolution today. His first move was to support Israel. I agree. It's biblical. Israel. Israel's not Netanyahu. I'll see you back here next time. Thanks for joining us.
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.